this is Scott and Kyle on Leading the Charge with Believe in Chargers, only on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in L.A. and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? So, the Chargers lost last week in a tight one versus the Raiders. But we have plenty of chance to redeem ourselves with what could be a season-changing showdown with AFC West leading Kansas City Chiefs this week, live from Mexico City as part of ESPN's Monday Night Broadcast. Kyle and I show you what the Chargers must do to win this one, and as always, we make pick'ems, answer listener questions, and as part of the path to the playoffs, lay out the Chargers must-win games to have a shot at the division or that five or six seed. Just a reminder that if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories such as iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us on the web at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on all your social media accounts. Please come find us on Twitter at TheGoodSport82 and at KyleEmmanuel51 for all your sports-specific updates, Chargers questions you may have, and every now and more times than I can count, as always. A little humor. (laughs) Also, in case you're interested in some of our other programming here on the Believe Network, please take a listen to the LA Football Network with hosts Ryan Deerid and Talon Graff. They are your go-to guys for all things latest on LA sports. We're always looking for sponsors as well, so shoot us a DM on Twitter and we would be happy to promote your brand on the internet at Information Superhighway. Just a little Chargers history for you. The Chargers' first ever game was played on September 18, 1960 as the L.A. Chargers in one season before they moved to San Diego versus the Houston Oilers. Now, my very first game, actually, when I was a kid, my dad took me to see the Houston Oilers play the Washington Redskins, so you can kind of see the uh, commonalities that the Chargers and I have. We both came up different ways, but here we are together as one. Kyle! How you doing today, man? I'm good, Scott. How are you, man? All right. So before we get into it, uh, tell me a little bit about your feelings about that fight last night uh, with the Browns versus the Steelers. Yeah, I feel like we, you know, we almost had to talk about this. It's kind of the the hit heard around the world right now, and every, all of sports talk is uh, the media. Everyone that's everyone's talking about it, so we have to. And it, it's a messy situation. I've kind of tried to look at it from all angles, Scott, and uh, and try and see, you know, what kind of went through Miles Garrett's mind. Um, play a little devil's advocate. I think I really do think he just kind of blacked out. He got that. He got that the the rage uh, that you know sometimes we experience. Not to probably not to that level, but I, I really don't think he understood what he was doing uh, in the moment until afterwards. I, I did like that he, you know, he at least came out at the end and said, you know, he regretted what he did. I don't. Now that doesn't justify anything. What he did, he could have, he really could have ended the man's life, and that's that's the facts of it. So, I actually really liked what uh, Marquise Pouncey did coming in and uh, defending his guy. So there was a uh, there's a lot there's just a lot of things happening now. I've heard people call for at least the end of the season. I've heard people say he should never play again. I don't know where the suspension would fall. I think. I think ten games, maybe. I don't know. It's just this is so unprecedented. I've been around football for a long time. I've I've played it, played the game. I've watched it a lot. I've never seen anything like this. So it's uh, it's a little unprecedented to say the least. Yeah, there's two ways to every story, you know. Uh, and this one, it seemed that Rudolph started pulling. Yeah, 
Garrett's helmet off on the ground for whatever reason I do not know. Obviously, as the days go on, we're going to find out a lot more about what happened. And then Garrett retaliated in a little bit more of a, an elaborated way. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think people are kind of forgetting, you know, because of what Miles Garrett did. They're forgetting that Mason Rudolph was not innocent in all of this. No, he, that again, that does not justify what Miles Garrett did. But he was not uh, he was not innocent in this by any means. Yeah. Well, it's a shame what happened. There was eight, what, eight seconds left to go in the game in a game yeah. that was very flatly. It was just very flat the way it was played. I just uh, it just felt like I was just watching mud, wet mud dry. <laughs> That's what it kind of felt like. And it was just I don't know. And possibly it's because also I had a few fantasy football players playing in that game. And they did absolutely nothing. I mean, I hope Connor's all right. Yeah, not 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 a good day for us. Yeah, I do I do uh, send my best to James Connor because he's he's a good man, plays hard. It's just a shame he keeps getting injured like this. Um, you know, no one wants to see that become excuse me career ending or anything like that right. because he is a good baller. It's just a shame that at this point in the season, you know, he's getting hurt a lot as well as. Uh, you know, many other players and hopefully everybody's all right from the fight. And Odell Beckham just needs to get the ball more, I think. But that's that's <laughs> personal opinion. Anyways, moving on back to the Chargers. Um, st- we'll start out with uh, the surge resurgence of Melvin Gordon last week against the Raiders. He really pounded the ball. They ran him 20 plus times. He scored a touchdown, and he's back on his track. It's a shame that the Chargers had to lose last week in the way that they did, but I think that's more of a testament to the mistakes that Rivers was making. Take me to the plays. Yeah, I think this is kind of a perfect time to have Melvin uh, come into his own a little bit after shaking off you know, the, the preseason that he never had. He, he's really... He's really come alive these last two games, and I think uh, you know no better time than going against the Chiefs this week, who a, a defense that really struggles stopping the run. So I think you're going to see a healthy dosage of of Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler this week. Yeah, that's really what's been fueling that offense, and that's what it's going to take. What do you think? You know, we're not going to go into stats or anything like that this week because stats, Matts, you know, no one really remembers them a few days later. But what do you think the primary cause of the Chargers' loss was last week? What was the game changer there? Well, I I think you could point to a lot of things. To me, I'll just I'll just make it simple. It's and it's obvious, but it's the last two drives of the game. I mean, that's where the game was won and lost. And I've said it a lot on on you know on this podcast and other things. The NFL games are so close; they're always so close. It's usually you know one or two plays that can decide a game at least it it feels like it happens almost every week especially with this Chargers team and I was a part of a lot of those that you have to be able to execute down the stretch and you know defense doesn't get a stop against Derek Carr he goes they go down and, and get the game winning touchdown and then the offense goes 0 for 7 on a 2 minute drive so there you can look you can dissect games a million different ways but uh those I mean obviously those are the two things that uh that cost the Chargers mm-hmm. the game well, I also see that Keenan Allen's getting more involved as well, and that's always a good thing, especially when you want to move the ball more efficiently down the field and getting, you know, complementing that with Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler around the run game. Yeah, Keenan's a guy that I feel like you you have to get going, and he he started off red hot this year, and uh, teams, I don't, I mean, if they didn't know already, which they should have, they definitely figured out that he's a, a guy that you have to watch. And his route running is just unbelievable. I think he's the best route runner in the in the NFL. He's getting open um, for Philip 
he just does an unbelievable job getting open and, and doing his job getting uh, running routes. But teams are keying in on it a little bit. I think you have to get him going. You don't have to force him. But even if even if Keenan can just kind of occupy more than one defender, that opens up things for for the other guys. And the Chargers do have enough weapons. But getting Keenan Allen involved will be will be key, especially for the stretch run. Yeah, sir. He definitely is one of the best, if not the best, possession receiver in the game right now. I love watching him play. And then you got Mike Williams on the other side, uh, Mr. Longball, and that's always a good compliment to have. And Hunter Henry too. He's get, making a lot of plays as well. Now, absolutely. Now, Chargers versus the Chiefs coming up Monday night. Who are we watching out for in this one? Well, there's a lot. There's a lot of guys to, to watch out for. This Chiefs team has a lot of weapons. I, I think, you know, obviously everyone knows about Mahomes. Uh, Tyree Kill is going to be a big one, especially if he does do some returning. He hasn't been doing punt returns this year. At least I haven't noticed him back there a ton. But I think he will go back there at times, especially late, you know, key moments of a ball game. So I think Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, those are the two guys I guess I would point to just having game plan against this team before. You have to contain them. And I think the pass rush has to be really good. I think if Joey and Melvin and, and the gang can get to Mahomes, that can disrupt some things because you, you will see him sit back there and throw up some jump balls. So, again, so I guess, you know, the secondary has to play well, too. They have to win those 50-50 balls. Right. What do you think the um... – what do you think the key is for Gus Bradley's defense to shutting down the Chiefs' offenses? What what kind of preparations are they making to really making this uh, close game? Yeah, I mean, there's you've seen teams do a lot of things. I've heard some people say you need to play tight man to man across the board. I think that's uh, that sounds good in theory, but when you have some of the the weapons and the speed that uh, that the Chiefs do, that doesn't always work out the best. So, I mean, the, the Chargers are going to do what what they do last year. We played more DBs. We put more speed on the field to try and counteract that. Um, so I think you might see you could see some of that. But like I said, I just think you have to you have to be able to get pressure. The Chiefs are not going to be a team that runs the ball a lot. So the Chargers defense has been you know playing a little bit better against the run, other than you know that last drive we saw against the Raiders. But I don't think they have to worry about that as much. You have to be able to get pressure and you have to be able to cover people. And it sounds simple, but uh, that's kind of what it comes down to. And as a former defensive player yourself, how would you guard Mahomes? <laughs> well, not many people have been able to uh, to figure that out. But um, to me, you just you have to be able to maybe throw some looks at him that he hasn't seen. You, you just have to win, and I think you have to win 50-50 balls. Like he's he's a really good player, but he does throw some balls up for grabs at times. So uh, you know, if you're in the secondary, you have to be prepared for that, and uh, and you just kind of have to hope, uh, maybe hope he has an off day. But also, like they did against the Packers, I think they need to keep the Chiefs off the field as much as possible. The, with the Chiefs defense struggling against the run, if you can run the ball, hold on to the ball, and just keep Mahomes on the bench, that might be the best way to defend him. And do you think the Chargers are taking close notes from the Titans game when they beat the Chiefs last week? Yeah, I'm sure they'll, they'll, there's things that they'll take away from that game. Granted, you know, Mahomes still threw for over 400 yards, she so did, I don't know yeah. if there's a ton. Yeah, I don't know if there's a ton you can take away defensively. But, I mean, the, the Titans also put up 35 points, so I think you can. there's some things you can take away from that offensively if you're the chargers the chiefs defense gets a lot of criticism but i do think they get after the passer decently now they did lose uh one of their starting dns but you know we all know the the charge offensive line struggled a little bit so that's going to be another key matchup can they protect philip rivers and give him some time 
Yeah, and I'm starting to think that much like the Packers game, the offense is going to take a similar approach to controlling the clock. Yeah, they have to. Like I said, I, I think, you know, Mahomes is just too good if you give him too many opportunities. You know, Chargers defense is playing well, but you got to keep a guy like that off the field. All right. Prediction, final score. What's it going to be? Who's who's winning this game? Well, I'm not picking the Chiefs. I can't off principle. I played against them for four, for four years. Um so I think, you know, the listeners of the show know I'm kind of a homer here and I keep picking the Chargers, but especially this week, I can't pick a division rival. I can't pick the Chiefs. I think it's a high-scoring affair. I think you could see the Chargers offense really come alive. And I think it'll be kind of similar to this this Titans game we saw last week. So I will go 38-35 Chargers. All right, fair enough. I'm going to I'm going to stick on that one with you. And for once, we agree. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. All right. Just a reminder that if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite devices, such as iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on the web at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on all your social media accounts. Now it's time for our favorite segment, The Pick'ems. Kyle, are you ready for this? I'm ready. I've I've been struggling. I don't know how well I did last week, but I've been struggling a little bit, but I'm ready. Let's do it. Yeah, statistically, I think we need to take more accountability for our for our picks each week. That way we can track like which games we picked and who comes out on top at the end of the season. But yeah, until that day sure. comes, here we go. So as we know, last night the Steelers took excuse me, the Browns took down the Steelers. Their first win against the Steelers since 2014, actually. So good for them. They're on a they, little bit of a streak. They literally, they literally took down the Steelers as well. Yeah. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Falcons at Panthers. Ooh. Well, you know, normally you wouldn't pick the Falcons, but after what they did to the Saints, I will go. I don't think they can do it two weeks in a row, though. I think I'm going to go Panthers. I'm going to stick with Panthers, too. Uh, Next up, Dallas at Detroit. I will go with the Cowboys. All right, fair enough. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Jags at Colts. And keep in mind, Nick Foles is back. Yeah, I'm going Jags for that reason. The Colts have been struggling a little bit. I'm going to go Jags. Yeah, I'm going to go Jags as well. Bills at the Dolphins. That's an interesting matchup. Dolphins, Dolphins on a two-game win streak. I, uh, I believe, yeah, they beat the Colts and <clears throat> excuse me, they beat the Colts and the Jets, Jets and Colts. Yeah, so they're in the Bills just lost to the Browns. Uh, interesting game here. I'm gonna pick the Dolphins. All I'm right, going with the I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Now, is it going to really be an upset, though? Like, because this game is closer than many people think. I don't think the records speak to the to the actual, like, what's going on in this game. Yeah, I don't think – I mean, it, it's somewhat of an upset. I think, uh, you know, the nation, kind of like myself, is not a complete believer in the Bills just because they have some some struggles offensively. So it's not a huge upset, but it's nonetheless an upset. Right, based on records for sure. Next up, this is my game of the week other than Chargers and Chiefs. Texans at the Ravens. Yeah, game of the week to say the least. I will go with, with the Ravens. They're just they're hot right now. Um Lamar Jackson's playing out of his mind. I will go with the Ravens. Yeah, I'm so confused as to who to pick in this one, but I'm going to go to Ravens just because they're playing at home and Lamar Jackson is a magician right now. All right, Broncos at the Vikings. 
If this game were in Denver, I think the Broncos keep it close, but it is not. So I will go with the Vikings. Vikings as well. Jets at the Redskins. Oh, I can't pick the Jets. Oh, actually, no. Sorry, that I take that back. They actually looked pretty good last week against the Giants. I was thinking the other New York team. I'm going to go with the Jets. I'm picking the Jets. All right, I'm going to pick the Redskins. I think they have a bit of a bit of an epiphany in this one if you will and Dwayne Haskins now that he knows he's the starter for the rest of the year eases into that offense a little bit more and the Redskins get their first touchdown in three games how about that yeah at least you're at least you're still hopeful yeah right Saints at Bucks NFC South Divisional Saints have to bounce back right I mean they scored nine points last week I'm going oh, for Saints. sure for sure I'm gonna go Saints too I'm not counting Breeze out ever I mean I would still pick the Saints in last week's game you know, even though what happened. Yeah. Next up, Cardinals at the Niners. 49ers, they got to bounce back. That was a really good game, but uh, I think they're bouncing back. They're getting the win. Okay, I'm going to take 49ers. Bengals at the Raiders. I will go with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Smart choice, Raiders too. Patriots at the Eagles. Super Bowl rematch. Yeah, that's a fun one. I And they're both coming off bye week. You know I love my boy Carson, um, but I just can't pick against the Patriots coming off a bye week and Bill Belichick. I'm going to go Patriots. Not to mention their last game was a loss versus the Ravens, so you don't don't see them losing two in a row at all. Yeah, I'm going to go Patriots as well. Sunday night, Bears at the Rams. This is a fun one to me. I picked against the Rams last week, and uh, they lost, and against the Steelers, so I think – I think I'm gonna pick the Rams. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm going with the Rams. I think they bounce back. All right. Yep. I'm gonna take the Rams as well because between those two offenses, you know who the better of the two are. Yep. And we already made the Monday night pick with the Chiefs and the Chargers. All right. Those are our pickums. As you can see, ladies and gentlemen, Kyle and I agreed on most of our picks this week. So. That's saying something. It could be because the holidays are coming and it's a season of giving and agreeing or not, depending. I think that's what it is. You know, I have a question for you. What are your Thanksgivings like with your family? Like who who shows up? Are there arguing? Excuse me. Is there arguing or is there like, is there getting along? How does it all work out for your family? I have to know. Well, I haven't been to a Thanksgiving in, in almost five years because, you know, we were usually usually playing. So I'm actually pretty pumped just to get back home. But uh, we are this Thanksgiving. We don't have any really weird traditions. Uh, you know, it's we've all been we're all kind of grown and been out of the house too long. But this Thanksgiving is fun because I do have a cousin getting married on Saturday after Thanksgiving. So the whole family is going to be in town. So I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to that. And what's your favorite food on Thanksgiving and who makes it? My mom makes these cheesy potatoes. They're kind of like cheesy hash brown potatoes. I don't know. They're kind of hard to describe, but they're unbelievable. And uh, I actually have talked to her. She's making them this year. So I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go for Thanksgiving. All right. Little boy Kyle Emanuel deep down inside is getting all giddy for the mom's potatoes. Absolutely. A- admittedly, I'm the same way. My mom makes the best stuffing and she makes it from scratch. Jesus. I forget about it. You know, it's so good. Yep. I mean, everybody makes something. And my birthday is actually coming up this week. It's uh, on Thursday, the 21st. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have a special birthday, birthday, man. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Next week, we're going to do a special birthday edition, I think. We'll have to get some people to come in and sing happy birthday and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, my sister-in-law makes me a peanut butter pie every year. 
uh, for Thanksgiving and for my birthday. We always celebrate my birthday wow. in conjunction with Thanksgiving every year. Yeah, it's so rich and so good. And usually the day after Thanksgiving, there's always these leftovers. And I'm always – there's a Yiddish word. It's it's called – have you heard of noshing when you're noshing on something? Uh, I don't think I have. To nosh? Yeah, when you're noshing on something, it's the same as like snacking, like munching on stuff. Uh, so it's it's nosh. And I nosh on my peanut butter pie throughout the week while I'm home. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. And then I just get to a point where I can't eat anymore. That sounds awesome. I want some peanut butter pie. For sure, man. I'll send you some. All right. All right. Next up. <laughs> listener questions. All right, Kyle. We ready for this one? Let's do it. Okay. Lyle from Tahanga asks, with a win versus the Chiefs, are the Chargers in control of their destiny? Ooh. Um, well, I don't, I, I'm not exactly sure mathematically if they're in, in control of their destiny. But, um, I mean, I would think, you know, if they went out if they, and they can win, um, you know, still have the Raiders and Broncos uh, one more time. And then they have the Chiefs, obviously, this weekend one other time. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's we've said it before. It's all going to come down to those division games. Um, so, Still a lot to be played for, and I still think a wild card could be up for grabs in the AFC. Um, I don't think the Bills are going to stay up there. Um, so you look at some of the other teams. The, the records aren't great. So I think, you know, again, it's kind of crazy to say, but they still have a shot at uh, making the playoffs. All right, and as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, the Chargers' path to the playoffs goes through Denver after the Chiefs, Jacksonville, we play the Vikings at home, Raiders at home, and then at the Chiefs. So, with those games, are they are they winnable games? Yeah, I think they all all are winnable games. Um, and like I said, the, the good the good news for the Chargers is that they're all division games. So um, you can you can do a lot of damage when you can beat uh, guys in your division. So still a lot to play for. For sure, for sure. Mickey from Irvine asks, if the Chargers lose, are they officially out of contention? Um, again, I don't know mathematically if they are officially out. Um, at four and seven, they would be. Uh, that's that's tough. Then I, at that point, I think you have to win out. Um, so, you know, I said it a while ago, if they can get to nine and seven, I think they have a, a, a legit shot. So, no, if they lost, I wouldn't say they're completely out. But now I'm saying they have to run the table. Most yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking the same thing. Another loss, and it's getting a little dreary for me, for my taste, based on who they have left to play. Plus, the AFC is very, very uh, powerful this year. It's a, it's a strong conference, and I don't see many teams that are at the top right now faltering at any time, especially at this time in the season. You know, as they say, good teams find ways to win, bad teams find ways to lose. So there you have it. Next up, Nancy from Studio City asks, are you and Kyle concerned about the field conditions at the stadium in Mexico City this week, like last year? Uh, no, I am not, uh, Nancy. I think uh, I think the NFL you know, did a good job of making sure that wasn't an issue this year. However, having played on some of these NFL stadiums, sometimes their acceptable standard isn't always the greatest field condition. London wasn't always the best at Wembley. A couple times we played in Denver and Cleveland in between the hashes. There was, um, it was basically a sandbox. So just because it is acceptable doesn't mean it'll be great. But um, having said that, because they canceled the game last year, I think they will 
you know, they're going to want to make sure it looks good. So I think the field will be in fine shape. All right. Yeah, me too. I'm not really concerned this year. I think last year, obviously, and they, and they fixed it by playing at another location, but it's really a non-issue right now for me. Kyle, anything to add at the end of this program? We're about to wrap this up. Yeah, I, I just think uh, you know this is a this is a big week for the Chargers. I do like the fact that they went to they went to the Air Force Academy to train to get used to that elevation. For those who don't know, Mexico City is a, I believe at like seventy five hundred feet above sea level. So I mean that makes Denver look like nothing. So I, I think that was a smart move by Anthony Lynn, and I think that's going to have the guys. I think that gives you a little bit of advantage. Like I said, NFL games are hard enough to win. If you can find any little advantage, why not take? advantage of it and uh so um i like that move and uh just looking forward to a good game it's gonna be fun prime time mexico city let's go i hear you just like the patriots do your job or lfg but yeah any sort of physiological advantage you can have over another team that's the best everyone listeners bolt nation chargers nation you name it la nation thank you for listening this is leading the charge i'm scott I'm Kyle. Good night.